I've been playing Man vs. Machine the last couple of days. Oh, really? You have, man? I can fucking get into a game. It's so lame. I, like, I get into a game, right? And it's like five minutes, and then I can look back again. It's like 40 minutes. And I'm like, oh. And then it's just a question mark. It's like, you know, <laughs> you might as well just leave. And I'm like, oh, that's not what I do. I've been getting in games pretty easily, honestly. It's uh, the first day I tried to. It says one hour, and now it's four minutes, five minutes. Wait. Yeah, it probably works now. I haven't even like tried like mm. today. I did yesterday, but not really today. Yeah. So Neil, as as I said, I met Spasket on the uh, one of the uh, Fug uh, servers on uh, on Team Fortress Two. Wow. My friends hate Fug. They were mad at me for going on that server. But I'm glad you did. We were actually playing uh, high roll. I think is the, the level. I think so. Can you hear what I'm playing through my speakers? Barely. What are you playing? Uh, I'm working on a flash. I'm usually always drawing, so like it helps to talk to people and it makes it easier to work when I have something oh. playing. Okay, that's actually that. Uh, that you know, when we talked to Harry Partridge, he said you're always working. He wouldn't be far from the truth. I'm always fucking like, if I'm not working, I'm working. Like, always. (laughs) It's pretty much like, uh, it's not that I don't like to work, because I do. I think I'm like, I just need something to do. I I don't like sitting and playing games. The only games I make an exception for is definitely TF2, because that game's pretty fun. (laughs) And it's pretty fucking addicting. But like, any other game, like a Game Boy Advance game or fucking like a ROM or something, I can't sit there and play. Ah, like I said, I just thought it was funny that I I saw your name. I'm like, I know that name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh, I, I have a notorious. Uh, uh, I have a notorious uh, uh, re- a reputation on Team Fortress Two. Basically, I am what they call a griefer. I sing badly on purpose to throw the other team off. Oh, oh, oh! You um, you start shit on TF2 and piss people off. Well, I always get I always get the MVP and high scores doing that, so I don't see a problem. Oh well, I mean, if you can like, if you can like fuck with people and do better than them, then that's just that's that's awesome. <laughs> that's like rubbing in their face and they can't do shit. Oh boy, yeah, I know. So, yeah. So, um, what exactly did you want to talk about exactly? Well, mostly John K. It's uh, like yeah. I said, I just thought it was funny when 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 I said, oh, I could definitely see the John K. influence. You you said, oh, thank God, you're the first person that didn't say Eagle Raptor. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like I, I'm mainly uh, influenced from uh, John K. Like I just love his style of. I'm trying to do it now, where it's a different face for each movement, but I'm not very good at that just yet. Yeah. But he he never like keeps the same thing. He's constantly like redrawing faces and stuff. It's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah, cool. yeah. I, I I love your ego rap raptor video because that's. I could tell after we talked that this was you talking about your frustration of people saying everything's oh, ego God, raptor. Man, I'm so tired. Like I'm tired of it, but I just uh, I want to ignore it for the most part. Because I'm so tired of just dumb ignorant kids that are like you're copying him. It's like no, you should watch a cartoon. Watch a real cartoon. Yeah, it's like you ever you have a TV. I'd hope. Except they don't show cartoons on Cartoon Network anymore. They show Hold the Wall. Yeah, and, and Goosebumps. Yeah, they show like live action shit, don't they? Yeah, and it, and I'm like, your Cartoon Network. I don't understand it. It used to be good, like Johnny Bravo. Yeah. The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Web Comic Beacon, a topical web comics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Web Comic Beacon Newscast recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before web comics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, this, of course, is your host, Ben. Join me my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. Don't you know what TV does to you? It rots your mind. And we have joining us uh, uh, Flash Animator Extraordinaire Spaz Kid. Hey, what's going on? 
And tonight we are talking about animation legend John Kay, John Chris Pelusi. So uh, let's get started on this. Uh, John Kay, as everyone knows, started his career at one of the worst animation shops in history. Filmation. Well, oh, yeah. He was uh, he was working at Filmation and Hanna Barbera for a while. He let's see, he worked on uh, uh, Happy Days in Outer Space. I don't I don't remember oh, what God. the exact title of that cartoon was. Uh, it was Happy Days in Outer Space. Yeah. Oh God. Laverne and Shirley in the Army. He did that. He worked on Smurfs. Oh, uh, God, I, you guys know way more than me. <laughs> I feel new to this. That's okay. Uh, uh, and then he got a call from Ralph Bakshi, and he went to work on the Mighty Mouse, the New Adventures. And that was the first cartoon, I think he said, in 30 years that had uh, that had actual stories written by animators. Because before that, they would just use actual story writers. They'd just type it up on a typewriter, and you know that's how they would write the cartoons, which is a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and... Uh... You know, it's uh, Neil. You remarked that uh, as someone who is a renowned animator, uh, John Kay's actual body work is remarkably smaller than most would think. Yeah, um, just counting the Spumco stuff, if you put it all together, he's done about three seasons of televised cartoons total. Because there's about there's a season and a half of Ren and Stimpy. He did uh, he did the first two seasons. First season is really short. It's like a half season, and then he did all almost all of season two. He did one season of The Ripping Friends, and then he did uh, the Adult Party cartoon, which was like half a season. So yeah, that yeah, that's well, about three you, seasons. Can't you <laughs> also can't you also count the Boo Boo Goes Wild and Ranger Smith? <laughs> that's only two cartoons, but yeah, you can count those. It's not it doesn't really add. It doesn't really add much to his resume. Speaking, um, I don't, I don't want to interrupt you. I don't. Know. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, speaking about the adult, adult party thing, like I never yeah. saw that. I heard it was like on Spike TV, and like all my friends are like, "Oh, dude, you gotta watch it." And I'm like, "Why?" And he's like, "Because it looks like what you do, but only it's like it's basically what you do. It's super adult." And I'm like, "Really?" And I never had the time to watch it. Um, but I got Netflix recently, and I, I watched it, mm-hmm. and it's. It's pretty fucking crazy. Like, every episode is just fucking insane. And if that was actually Ren and Stimpy, I'd, like, probably... That would be great. But, I mean, I liked Ren and Stimpy as a kid, obviously. It was amazing. It was, like, um... It was new. It was the whole, like, the, the weird rubbery style that he went with and the the surreal like when you when you take a shot like when that's why i like spongebob too because spongebob did that where they took that weird looking realistic picture of like a situation where spongebob or squidward were like concerned then have like lines and creases and shit all over their face it was really cool looking and um that's really what drove me in because i was like man that's really awesome i like how they combine that with uh, the whole cartoon aspects of it i really don't know what to say actually and, actually one of the directors from spumco started working on spongebob and that's why you have some very very uh spumco-esque skits in yeah. later spongebob's like there's this whole thing with a toenail that oh uh, oh god i heard about that the uh, whole like uh god i keep interrupting go no, ahead no it's fine it's fine you're the guest I just feel bad because I don't like coming to a call and being like, oh, I'm talking, uh, uh, and everybody's like saying words, and it's like, fuck. Uh, no, we're we're but, always talking on top of each other, so it's it's par for the course. All right. Um, but yeah, with uh, like SpongeBob sucked me in immediately with that whole style. I was like, holy shit, this reminds me of Ren Stimpy, and that's why I was drawn in. And also like Rocker's Modern Life, the same sort of weird zany style that I like. I like that whole. Uh, don't give a fuck what I'm drawing. I'm just making lines thing. That's that's like that's basically what I do. I like sometimes when I do my cartoons, I'm just like mm, fuck this. And I just like make squiggles and shit. I don't care because it's just like I'm having fun, I guess, when I work. And I don't like to be precise all the time. Being precise is annoying. But what's annoying is the people that like because. Uh, because you guys know Eagle Raptor, right? Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows Eagle Raptor. Everybody fucking knows Eagle Raptor. What am I saying? It's like it's like asking, do you know who God is? Have you heard of him? <laughs> like everybody knows who Eagle Raptor is. <laughs> but um, yeah, like everybody thinks it's – I'm seriously – it's seriously from because he made that uh, awesome thing, awesome reach. This is what I think. I think 
because he wasn't nobody was getting flack for doing anything of weird contorting faces but suddenly when awesome uh halo awesome comes out it's like nobody's allowed to do anything that's contorted or weird or you're copying your raptor i think it's because eager raptor's cartoon that cartoon was literally faces like non-stop changing faces that I really liked that one too because it was super weird and contorted and crazy. Just but yeah, but yeah, now it's known as an ego raptor thing, not yeah. a John K thing or a Spumco yeah. thing. And it, I think that's a shame because it, it's it's if anything that shows the ignorance of the audience. And, and another thing is it's uh, you know nothing against ego raptor, but something I've noticed watching more of his things is he lists a a credits of multiple animators. Well, stuff like yours, you, you're the only animator that I know of. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've never really been into um, self-promotion. I, I don't like – like a lot of people show their stuff off. So I, I guess it was kind of surprising that you found me in a, in a random game of TF2 because I'm not the type of person who's like, oh, watch my videos, please sub. Because I, I just like – if people like my videos, they'll sub. If they like watching what I do, they'll watch it. I don't care. Uh, really, it's just like I like doing it because I like doing it. I'm not – it's not in a battle to see who can get the most subs. Yeah, I just saw I just saw your name and I was like, hey, wait a minute, I know that name. Hey, are you? I was like, hey, are you the Flash animator? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> it, it just happened. It just happened. And and uh, yeah, it's uh, I like playing T- TF2 and Neil doesn't, so yeah. so I get I get to get more contacts that way, Neil. <laughs> well, that's good. And. Yeah, like I said, I just I just enjoy I enjoy the uh, the Spumco-esque look because sometimes you just have to have animation that looks like nothing you've ever seen, and uh, and the funny thing is when we were talking to Harry Partridge, Harry Harry mentioned how you always change design, you know, designs and were never on model and, and oh god, no, I'm never inconsistent. I'm super inconsistent <laughs> with my next drawing. And I I love how Harry put it. Harry says, "Well, Spasket don't give a shit." It's <laughs> <laughs> true. I don't. <laughs> I just do what I have to do. I mean, sometimes it bothers me. Like, I'm a super pessimistic person, so when I see something I make, I'm like, man, this looks awful. No, sir, I don't like it. Oh, well, maybe people like it. That's what I think. That's my personal opinion. And people are like, dude, you got to stop being so down on yourself. And I'm like, fucking, I can't help it. It's like, it's, it's always boring. Everything I make, I just don't like. Like, people <laughs> say that's good, and I'm like, that's awful. That's so old. Like, the Sonic Truth thing? I can't watch an episode. It literally just makes me cringe. I'm just like, this is so hideous and ugly. <laughs> yeah. It, but, but like, yeah, go ahead. But it, it does motivate you to do better because I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm kind of just kind of uh, a little down on artists who are like really satisfied with what they do. It's like, cause they have no incentive to improve. Whereas an artist who looks at his own work and like, can't stand what he did five weeks ago you know i know that that artist is going to keep trying to make himself better yeah and it's kind of this awful thing for the artist but uh, it, really, it, it really works out for the audience <laughs> and like, I, I gotta say that the uh, the music video you did uh, i know you too well it's that i thought that was fantastic oh thank you uh i put a little bit of like weird contorted stuff in there now and then but it wasn't too crazy because i didn't want to get uh eager raptor comparisons thrown in there <laughs> it just well, goes back to that. Well, don't worry about it too much because it's because you know people are gonna say things and you just ignore it. And uh, you got to if you let it get to you, it's, it's gonna cause trouble. Do what you do. Like if people just call me, like they're like you're an eager raptor above. I'm just like mm, pretty much, I yes. guess. Oops. Well, you did do that one video of the eager raptor. Eager raptor, yeah. That's that. That was one I did that because I was like I did like a sailor man, which is awful. Don't watch it. But I did that, and uh, like everyone was like so eager raptor, and it's like actually I was I was going for more like a John K thing. I was actually gonna have a part in there where like Ren and Stimpy was gonna be on the TV, and it was gonna be like happy happy joy joy, and then the TV was gonna fall down and explode, and it was gonna be like stop copying eager raptor. <laughs> But like uh, you should have uh, done that. You should've I should have. I should have. But like at the time, like the audio was horrible, 
And uh, so it was like, man, I can't keep this in because it kept giving me pop sounds. But I was going to put that in. You, you should find a way to just do that again and put that in because it'll educate people. Because It will. Because one of my favorite shorts, uh, Ren Snippy shorts, is actually the, you know, uh, the happy, happy, joy, joy. I love that so much. I, oh, I, me too. Uh, just the way that, that John K does music, you know, the way that the happy, happy, joy, joy song is playing. And he timed the, the hammer pigs with the music. Yeah, and, and and he had he added like this little bit of a drum part every at every bang to make the music, which is supposed to sound cute and innocent, gave it like a little bit of an insidious dark tone with every bang bang. It's it, it's hard to catch, but once you catch it, it's, you notice it. Ne- Neil, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I I loved Ren Stimpy. It was like um, I also love the reaction things. That's what, I guess you should call it the reaction faces. Now, like, uh, whenever a character was screaming or freaking out or just looking crazy, you see, like, those weird exploding blotches in the background that made it look really eerie and dark and gross. Like, I, um, like a lot of the space one with uh, Stimpy and Ren, there was a lot of that, a lot of really gritty and dark, like, uh, stuff that went along with it. Uh, I got to rewatch Ren and Stimpy, to be honest. I haven't seen Ren and Stimpy in, like, three years. I saw the adult party. That... Get that aside. I saw the adult party one, and I was like, this, "I gotta watch it again, man!" Like after watching that, that just gave me the incentive to want to watch it again. Because if you haven't seen the adult party, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's like it's brilliant. Like there's a, there's one. I'm gonna ruin it, the whole fucking episode. There's an episode where uh, Stimpy is pregnant. I and, knew uh, you were gonna bring up that one. That oh, one. God. That one was so fucked. That whole thing was just so fucked. Like whenever he like. <laughs> he's like d- swinging around and he has like these saggy ass long nipples <laughs> and like just how like just how uh john shows off the characters being like ren is like the uh, the man of the family with like the paper he's watching tv and drinking the beer and then stimpy's like the the wife that's like slaving after it it's so perfect because and how like uh, and also like there was other episodes too but that one really stuck out like that one truly stuck out i was like this one, hands down, is the most fucked up Ren and Stimpy episode I've ever seen. Especially at the end when the baby's born and it's just like this, this shit monster that's like cooing and shit. What, what about what about the one with the Fred Flintstone worm? Oh, that's that's not a Spumco one. That's a games episode. Oh, oh, yeah, oh never that, mind. Never that, mind. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually a weird thing uh, is that Spumco got let go just allegedly because they would do gross things in cartoons. But then they then they brought in Game Studio, which was uh, headed up by Bob Camp, and they actually did a lot of stuff which was way more violent and way more gross than anything Spumco did. Man, yeah. I would totally do that. Man, I, if like somebody was doing that for me, I'd be like, "You're hired. Make more of this immediately. Like, no questions asked." My friends told me to see uh, the, the Ripping Friends. They said it was really good, but I guess it was in Canada. I gotta uh, be honest about Ripping Friends. How I feel about Ripping Friends. Canadian, go ahead. I haven't seen it, so I only liked about two episodes of it. The rest of it is just really hard for me to watch because it, it it's it, it's in this weird area of humor that John K is exploring that I mm-hmm. I don't get. I yeah. don't, I, I don't get. I mean the. I enjoyed the episode with the bubblegum monster and the episode with the uh, with the uh, friction monster, but but the rest of it is just you know like the guy with the giant thumb in his chest. It's it's like which also has this gross uh, you know toenail thing going on in that episode too. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Like uh, all my friends said, it was good, and I haven't seen it. I've seen pictures of it. Trust me. Like I think I saw an episode of one. There was like they showed me a clip, and it was like this hot dog and some bun. They were trying to get back together. Yes, <laughs> it was like yeah. insinuating sex the whole fucking time. Yeah, it was and brilliant. That, in that, that point, episode. I was like, I wanted to watch that after watching that because it was so well done. Yeah, that, I... that episode uh, actually. I, I had watched the show, and uh, the impression that I had got was that because they were dealing with Fox, that Fox was kind of, you know, oh, yeah. had, had enough of this, uh, of the Animaniac-style humor and was just, like, really not letting them get away with a lot of stuff. And, in fact, yeah. that, hot dog, that hot dog scene is edited because there's a scene where the hot dog and the bun come together, and it, bla- it goes black at that point. 
<laughs> what, what about the back this to is Ren- so stupid what about yes. back, back to Ren and Stimpy with uh, what was it Powder Toast Band oh yeah voiced by uh, Gary Owens Powder Toast Man who was also Blue Falcon he was uh, he flies, uh, space, he flies, space Ghost and uh, Birdman he flies ass backwards and yes. he asks the Pope to grab his butt cheeks for stability <laughs> <laughs> Cling tenaciously to my buttocks. Both of them. And that was Frank Zappa. What, what I love is, is when John Kay really wants to draw attention to his buttocks, he, he draws like these two gigantic, round, bulging cheeks. Yeah. It, it's, it's like, it, it's like no, I'm not just going, you know, doing Simpsons butts. I'm doing gig, gig, gigantic ass bongo Yeah, butts. Yeah, it's like massive baboon asses that stick out. Yes. They bend up and everything. So Neil, curvature. Neil, tell us the story about about the uh, the hand of the Eddie Fitzgerald. Oh, Eddie Fitzgerald's clean hand. That's that was printed in. Oh, Bob Mackey told us. I completely forgot. But it it was the story that Spumco was getting fired, but they wanted to keep uh, Bob Camp on. Nickelodeon did so. Bob Camp basically had to play damage control and went around Spumco, you know, basically shaking everyone's hand, saying, oh, I hope, basically apologizing for getting everyone fired and basically taking their jobs. And he gets every, he gets a handshake from everyone. He gets a handshake from John Kay. And to this day, John Kay does not talk to him. But he gets to Eddie Fitzgerald, and Eddie Fitzgerald would not shake his hand. And uh, there's a picture of Eddie Fitzgerald holding up his clean hand. He's like, this hand would stay clean. Yes, the hand of the Eddie Fitzgerald. <laughs> the Eddie Fitzgerald, yeah. And he's he's the chuckling guy on all the uh, the Run of the Snippy commentaries, if you have the DVDs. He's the guy who's like, oh, oh, oh. he sounds like uh, Ed McMahon. Uh, he, he's also parodied in, I think he's in at least one uh, Tiny Toon cartoon, and he's, in, uh, he's parodied in one of the uh, Simpsons episodes. Yeah, Eddie Fitzgerald, what what happened was, didn't he start on Tiny Toons and they were talking to Spumco about doing an episode for yeah, Tiny Toons and that's when Eddie jumped ship? Yeah, there was an episode of Ren Snippy that was originally a Tiny Toons. And when you when you find out what this is, you'll go, oh, you know, because it's the Haunted House one. And what they originally wanted to do was to have Hampton and Go-Go Dodo reprise the, uh, the whole Haunted House classic short from uh, Looney Tunes and somehow that didn't happen uh, and they bumped into Eddie Fitzgerald and they poached him away and took him to Spumco yeah yeah Eddie Fitzgerald's like guys get me out of here (laughs) what's really funny is when they were starting Tiny Tunes John Kay sent in some tryout drawings and uh, well let's just say that uh, his tryout wasn't exactly serious why? I'll find you the picture. Okay, cool. Was was it the one where he basically had like an R gang uh, type parody and he no, just no. had rent? Oh, there's another one. No, it's it's the ones where he draws them looking super retarded. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> there was. A, go ahead. Uh, I have a, a question for you. Like you knew John, I think you guys obviously know that John K was doing that Kickstarter. What do you think of that uh, Foods Out Labels? I think it's called Cancel Out Labels. Um, that Kickstarter thing he's doing. I heard about it. I don't. I don't know. I don't have a lot of detail on it. Um, I just heard it was like a cartoon that was based off his dad. That's literally what everybody's told me, and I was like, mm. it's it's also the the guy that was taking care of Ren and Stimpy in episode. The cat, they treat him like pay, treat him like pets, and he's like an old army guy, I guess. I, oh, I really uh, don't know. I don't think I saw the episode. I think I might have saw the episode, but I must have been a kid because I can't remember it. So George uh, Licker, that character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and here, here are some of here, here are the tryout drawings. The third one especially is, is. This is this is where John Kay's like, well, well, based on what they designed, they want. Oh, retarded you're talking looking. about Tiny Tunes. Yes, I said Tiny Tunes. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about the tryouts for Ren and Stimpy. Cause... No, no, I'm talking about the tryouts for Tiny, <laughs> tiny Tunes. Yeah, he went way too literal with what the with what the Warner Animation wanted from him. Something about 
giant heads with like baby bodies or something like that. So he drew, he draws these ginormous heads on these little bodies <laughs> where they literally they're way too top heavy. Well, what I love is, is to this day, when you talk to John Kay about tiny tunes, he says, yeah, yeah. It's a little bugs, little Daffy, Elmer yeah, and drag. He, he will not acknowledge them by their, uh, by their production names. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But that's John. I, I can understand that because basically all that show was was just aping the old stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's just really funny seeing, you know, John K has a blog and he just puts this stuff up like, well, they they want they obviously want retarded looking giant head babies. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have the picture? Yeah, I sent you. It's. it's oh. the, the chat log in Skype. You have to click on the. Uh... Oh, I, I put it only in. Here you go. Sorry about that. Oh, uh, no, it's okay. Here you go. Yeah, it's like I said. John K is he's an interesting <laughs> fellow, but he also doesn't let things go. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 a little bit of a you know he doesn't let things go. He remembers. Yeah, the earliest uh, submission for Ren and Stimpy was actually like an R gang type type thing. There were like a bunch of child characters and one of them was actually jimmy the retarded boy oh, but he, he basically smuggled ren and stimpy into that and he he kind of knew right off the bat that they were going to go that nickelodeon was going to pick out the two animal characters and make want them to want him to make a show out of them so yeah. so he basically did it on purpose where he made something that's so offensive and so bad they're like oh we'll take these two safe animal yeah because he he really likes jimmy the retarded boy but he didn't want to sell him yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That is that is terrible. But that's 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 signature John K. And uh, let's talk about the music video he did for Weird Al. And uh, one thing that's interesting about John K. is John K. is one of the first traditionally taught animators that went over to Flash. Yeah. In fact, I think he was the first. Because Flash as an animation tool is a good animation tool. It just yeah. you know requires. Someone yeah. not someone to not use the tween tool. No, no. I I could never tween if I tried. I'm so fucking terrible at it. Like it, they look like weird robots. It's stupid. Well, everyone's terrible at it. That's why. Yeah, well, that's just a good know. thing. Yeah. I really like tweening. The only thing you'd use tweening for, and I, I don't know if I interrupted somebody, but the only thing you really use tweening for, I use is to tween a V-cam or to tween someone's movement coming in. But even then, sometimes I'm just like, what the fuck? I just grab the picture and move it manually because I don't want to mess with tweens. I actually do that more than often is to just move the cam manually with a... I very rarely use tweens. It's mainly in skeletoning when I use tweens. Yeah, but John Kay is, you know, John Kay did a music video for Weird Al Yankovic for Close But No Cigar, yeah. which is one of the most horrible things you'll ever see, but in a good way. It's not horrible. It's, yeah, he, he it, ripped it does the have girl's a... face off and started chewing it. Yeah, it is gross in the one spot, but it's actually very well animated. And there are some bongo butts as well. Yeah. Thank and God. what I love about that that video is that he's got these three girlfriends and each one of them has a flaw that he just can't he just can't stand and he ends up dumping them and chewing their faces off like one of them has Joe dirt on DVD <laughs> <laughs> one of them's earlobe is just a little too big it's in the song but it <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> it it is brilliant and it, like i said i just love the fact that it's weird Al teaming up with a john k and i imagine they both had a lot of fun doing it um one of the first things I ever saw that made me realize that John K was still working because I only knew about Ren Stimpy for so long was uh, I was watching Adult Swim one night and all of a sudden there was Boo Boo Goes Wild. Yeah. I'm like, holy oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I saw that and I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Because I, I didn't – I thought it was like just like somebody just doing a random and I didn't realize that he did it at the time. But then I looked into it and I was like, that was really good though. Like I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> But I saw it once, and it, it just stuck in my head, though, when I saw it. That cartoon is significant because he had uh, he had Ed Benedict do layout on that. And Ed wow. Benedict is the guy who did uh, the Flintstones. He did all the, the background art and the character designs and everything. Wow. Yeah, so I think that was the last thing Ed Benedict ever did. Wow. Yeah, so that was uh, 
that was something special. You know, if there was, was some, if there was supposed to be one person to inherit the Flintstones, it should have been John Kay, not Seth MacFarlane. Oh and, God, I, I'm not even looking forward to that shit. And, well, apparently it's on hold. Oh, good. Hope it stays that way. Because if you had to pick one person to be the inheritor of Hanna Barbera, who would it be, Neil? It would have to be John Kay, or one of his, one of the Spumco guys. Any one of his accolades. Yeah, but not Seth MacFarlane. No, because. I, I've always thought, like, uh, that's exactly a good, that's a good thing to bring up, because I always thought, like, watching those shows, I'd be like, man, what if these shows were, like, a lot more fucking zanier, and, like, just weird, like, the Jetsons was crazy as fuck, and they were always loud and yelling and throwing shit around the house. That would be funny, and I probably would have watched it, mm-hmm. or if, like, Flintstones actually acted like cavemen, smashed down walls, and were really angry, and just, like, uh, but, like, how the hell is fucking Seth MacFarlane going to do mess with, like, the Flintstones? I don't think I could... Because, I mean, at the time, like, Flintstones, I wasn't really into watching, like, old Hammer Barber cartoons because I was sort of um, young at the time, and I was, like, really into, like, loud and angry cartoons because I was one of those kids. But, um... So, like, when I saw something like Johnny Quest, I was like, what the hell is this? And I turned on, like, I don't know, like, another loud and angry cartoon. But but the problem with Seth MacFarlane is his style of animation is not funny animation. He does no. He does. He never does anything zany as an animator. And I do know he was actually trained as an animator. I've the, actually the oh, funniest work he's yeah. ever done was a student film. And the sad thing about a student film is his student film was like from 1997. And the jokes in the student film are the same jokes that are in the Family Guy pilot four years later. That are in the same joke as the first episode, Family Guy. That are two years later. It's in the same. That are the same jokes that are in the. Uh, They're in Back to the Pilot. That was last year. Yeah, I I can't stand watching Family Guy and even Simpsons now. I can't watch because it's just like ugly. Just how the animation is. Like uh, with Family Guy, definitely it's just like drag and drop. If you actually watched an episode of Family Guy frame by frame, there is nothing between each individual frame when a hand goes up and down there's like one frame there's no like slight jolt movement there's no even like a lift up or anything there's no, it doesn't look realistic it just looks like a robotic hand is moving up and down and the mouths how they're not because i like when mouths are really cartoony and moving and stuff i hate when mouths are just in like one fucking area just like one size that they all go into it's just so generic and dull and i i know for a fact that he drummed out Every bit of cartooniness out of that show, because the oh, yeah. first season was it was still kind of generically animated, but there was enough uh, enough play in the animation that it was interesting to look at at least. And yeah. over, over time, it just became more and more static, and now it's just so clean and so herky jerky that it's hard to watch. Yeah. What I love is 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 I'm gonna bring it up again, Neil. I oh. hate the fact that he doesn't want his animators to draw vehicles. Every vehicle on the show is a CG model. It it doesn't even have to be panned around or moved. It's just sitting there, not even doing anything, and it's CG. And it's like, what what a lazy ass animator you are. If you're okay with that, I I can't draw cars. I'm so fucking terrible at them. But you'll at least try. That's, that's I'll try. Thing. I'll draw like some stupid ass square with whole circles, and I'll be like car, and then I'll pass it off. Like I'll I'll do what like a. Some really like old, like a really, I don't know, like a, like a Powerpuff Girls car, like where it's just like a circles and the wheels aren't even connected. They're just like black circles. Well, that's at least stuff. artistic. Yeah, that's that, that's my idea of drawing a car. But it's, like, I would never like try and like trace a car. That's just fucking stupid. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. In a world without hope, in a time of their greatest need, three men came together to deliver responsible news. About video games. Geekcast Radio and the Lunchroom proudly present XRG Extreme Retro Gaming. Only on GeekcastRadio.com. Movie Week in Review is the Geekcast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to M-Wire only on geekcastradio.com. 2012 marks the 30th anniversary for Masters of the Universe. We here at the GCRN are celebrating with a brand new series of podcasts. The Powers of Grayskull series will cover every episode of every MOTU cartoon. 
Yes, even that crappy new adventure stuff. Join Optimus Solo and TF2 and Mike as they tell tales of Eternia, discover the myths of Etheria, become masters in space, and finally masters of Grayskull. You can find the Pogs podcasts in iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Good journey! Oh, my beloved ice cream bar! How I love to lick your creamy center! You know, John Kay also had some strong words about Seth MacFarlane, did he not, Neil? No, oh, please tell me. Um, I believe no, the word "hack" was—I believe that word "hack" was used once or twice. Yeah, and he said basically the same thing about he said about the Simpsons was that basically anyone can draw them because they're just so generic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I like the old Simpsons. Like, uh, I'd say up to about. Yo, Spumco actually did some episodes. Yeah, like the old Simpsons. I no, actually, no, no. Actually, I'm, I'm wrong. It wasn't Spumco. It was it was Klasky Supo. That was oh, something else. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. That was that was bad. That was bad. But like the I, I don't even interrupt you, but like the newer stuff is just embarrassing. It's like the whole like I, don't know, I saw a commercial actually just looking randomly just like on the internet of like fucking Lady Gaga. And I was like, oh my god. And it's fucking like iPods and shit trying to keep in like modern culture and just stupid shit. Like, I liked when Simpsons was, like, uh, it was, like, the characters at least were people and not just, like, the kids are the smartest thing and all the grown-ups are fucking dumb. That seems what too many cartoons are, like, not too many, but that's what Family Guy is. Like, the whole motivation behind Family Guy. Like, I remember when Family Guy, Stewie was supposed to be, what, a mad scientist and now he's just, like, some gay cross-dresser. And Peter was, like, Peter was um an idiot and now he's just, like, a massive retard and it just keeps like it was like slowly going down and it just it's not worth watching anymore well i haven't seen an episode of family guy in like a while so yeah fam- yeah peter peter's just a massive man child and the rest of his family just go along with what he does and uh and then all of a sudden they're in court and oh wait that's something else yeah i can't stand <laughs> fucking lois's voice either that's one reason why i can't watch the show <laughs> Oh like, yeah! Actually, actually, the sad thing is that when they did back, you know about the episode Back to the Pilot, right? Mm-hmm. I think I might. Basically, it was an episode in the last season of Family Guy where Stewie and Brian travel back in time to the first episode of Family Guy, oh, and, and they're outside the window watching the first episode happen, and they're giving commentary. Really? Yes. I don't think I saw it. Yes. And uh, when when they actually had Meg Griffin's original voice actress and and uh, and 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 Brian's like, wow, Meg sounds different. So he says, I know it sounds like she's about to walk away from a big opportunity because it was the original voice actress that did not sign on for the show. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Seth is a little is a little petty asshole. Yes. <laughs> that's messed up. That is. That's pretty stupid though. And he would say he would write that in there. And they're like, we don't care, we're making millions. Uh-huh. Well, I wouldn't say millions. Oh, well, yeah, I guess I couldn't say that. Well, well he has three he has, millions. He has three shows that are exactly the same. It's you know. God, mm. I I haven't even seen Cleveland's show. I never fucking will. It's the worst thing ever. I've heard the intro, and that was enough for me to throw up. So I don't want <laughs> to do that nonsense. Uh, did he, he made? American Dad? I think I saw American Dad. American I don't think... Dad is worse than than the Family Guy because one, one of the characters is Roger the Alien. Roger the Alien has the worst, the worst Paul Lind impersonation I've ever heard in my life. <sighs> His voice is just like he's like, ow! I can't even fucking do it. Don't even attempt to hear me do it. It's <laughs> I'm, I'm a gay alien. Is that what he is? He's, yeah, he's, he's trying to do Paul Lind, you know, Uncle Arthur. You know, Uncle Arthur. Yeah. It's like, you know, don't be afraid to use your nails, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I've never Full really speed ahead. watched uh, American <laughs> Dad because uh, I honestly, to be honest, I don't watch TV. I haven't watched TV in a while, actually. I just watch fucking Netflix and stuff. I'm the same way. I'm the exact same way. I just just think it's it's just really funny that, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, there is a whole post that John K. put on his blog, and his blog is an awesome resource for new animators or people interested in animation. You know, John K., first of all, John K. wants to have Bob Clampett's babies. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, yes. I've never seen a man crush this strong since uh, since uh, 
Brian Michael Bendis and Luke Cage. Yeah, and he's he is actually a lot like Bob uh, Bob Clampett because both both of them had a period where they were really innovative, and then both of them had a period where they just kind of went away for a while. Because Bob Clampett, um, once he quit Warner Brothers, he disappeared for a long time. Does he do yeah. anything? Well, he did Beanie and Cecil. Does he do anything right now? Is, uh, oh, uh, uh, John K. Um, oh no, uh, not John. Um, the Bob ben, Clampett. Uh, Bob. Oh, Bob, yeah. Bob Clampett. Well, I, I'm pretty sure Bob Clampett is uh, no longer with us. Oh, he died. Yeah, I think you might be getting him confused with Bob Camp because Bob Clampett is one of the early uh, Warner Brothers uh, animators. Yeah, like we're talking like the 1920s and 30s. Oh. One, he's oh. one of the people. Ooh. He's one of the. He is one of the architects of uh, of uh, Bugs Bunny and uh, and uh, Daffy Duck. One okay. of the architects because let's be honest, uh, there were many architects for Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff. Was he the one where like uh, Bugs was like really lanky and he had like a fat stomach and big ears? Yes, uh, that was that was that was that was Bob Clampett. It's. Uh, What's really fascinating is just who was, you know, if you look at all the different uh, architects, you know, there was uh, Fritz Freeling was one of the architects, and uh, and uh, Chuck Jones obviously was one of the architects. And you know, all these different, you know, Tex Avery contributed as well. Bob, Bob McKimson, even though I don't necessarily like Bob McKimson, he is probably the most responsible for the, for the modern bugs. Yeah. 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 One one interesting thing about the about this uh, multiple director thing uh, is that one thing John K. did unique from that, uh, instead of having each director work on his own cartoon, he would have all of his animation staff working on the same cartoons, and he would he would have uh, he would have each animator doing doing specific drawings in the cartoon, so that you know if Ren did a wild take, he would like jump from a John K. drawing to a Bob Camp drawing. And it, that's that's actually what what kept the uh, the the oddity of the uh, of the constantly changing faces in there was that yeah. you literally had like five or Two six dis- guys just trading off on the same cartoon. I think that's really cool, and that's a good idea. And what I love is the design model and design theories change between the artists. Like uh, yeah. Neil, a couple of weeks ago, posted on our Facebook a uh, Ren Stimpy uh, uh, commercial, I should say, and there's a scene where we're uh, where his eyes turned coal black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was a short from the cartoon. That was the very first episode. Stimpy is digging in. He's telling the kids how to get the prize out of the cereal box without mom and dad knowing. And John Kay, in fact, told this story on the Nerdist podcast uh, earlier this month, where uh, oh, really? yeah, he he sent the animation to Korea and it came back with that. He. And he had this woman working on like all the all the reach all the reshoots that they wanted to do, and mm-hmm. that came up these black coal eyes, and she starts to write, and he's like, no no no, keep the eyes, change everything <laughs> else, keep the eyes, and that's why that's in the final cartoon. It's just this weird ugly drawing that's. <laughs> that's <laughs> but awesome. It, but John K had this thing where, you know, he just loved weirdness and. Uh, if something was just like completely off the wall, he'd keep it in the cartoon. He said that well, there's yeah. no point in the animation prog- process where you're not allowed to uh, to contribute, and that's why every stage of the way, whether it's like the layout phase or the or the storyboard phase, if you had a joke you wanted to put in there, you were allowed. Yeah, that's and, really cool. And that's why I loved about that that's. Sh- the source that he does, and, and yeah. that's something that definitely uh, other animators, especially Bruce Tim, kept that sort of same mantra of, if it's funny, keep it in. If it's a cute reference, keep it in. Uh, there was an episode of Batman the Animated Series that uh, what happened was the animation team reversed the colors on Batman's logo, you know, on his chest, the symbol. And mm-hmm. and Bruce Tim said, keep it in, because he thought it would be a nice shout-out to Filmation. Oh, more like a middle fingered filmation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know what uh, filmation is. Could you guys fill me in on that? E man. E man. Fat Albert. Fat Albert. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was the studio where they would recycle animation so much that it was even more obvious than what Hanna Barbera was doing. Oh God, that recycling animation. It's like whenever um, 
a character talks and their head bobs up and then goes down and then yeah. it bobs up and then goes down. I can't. I couldn't stand that in old cartoons. It bothered the hell out of me. Yeah, we, yeah. Once you never recycle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God damn it. But anyway. <laughs> what oh, John, John K. John, what's John K. working on right now, if anything? Um, I think he's working on that soups and labels. The cans that labels now since this thing got funded. So. Yeah. So if it's got George Licker in it. Uh, yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, he's working on a new cartoon, so that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Don't know where it's gonna. He had go some up. projects that would, uh, that would kind of pop up, but then like mysteriously fizzle away. Like he had, he hogged the the atomic pig. I never saw what that was. Oh god. And there was another one called the, uh, the Great Beaver Hunt or whatever. It was supposed <laughs> to be this, this, other Ren and Stimpy cartoon with with George Licker where they're out hunting beaver or something and i don't think that ever got made not really yeah so yeah there are a lot of uh, john k projects that uh are kind of like on a shelf somewhere that in various stages of completion in fact the adult party cartoon was like a good a good number of those are actually cartoons that they were going to make back in the old in the old days but they never got around to it so they revived them but of course they added a whole bunch of uh of uh, adult jokes to it. Like the one where Ren gets help, the one where he goes to see Mr. Horse and the psychologist's office. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a great one, by the way, but that was supposed to yeah, be, it is. Original, that was supposed to be a, an original Ren Snippy cartoon. And yeah, in fact, games did as... a version of it. There's a games episode where Ren goes to an insane asylum and it's really weirdly done. It's uh, basically the setup is really long and, about two minutes into the cartoon, he, they finally he finally goes off to the insane asylum, and he's just there with like all these cartoons that are deranged, and there's no there's no really there's no jokes after that. It's just like a montage of just crazy people, and it, <laughs> and it ends with him thinking that he's president of the United States or something. It, it's it's hard to describe. It's one of game the games era was just bizarre. Not to look that up. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one is called Ren Seeks Help and the other is called Ren Gets Help. You should watch both of them back to back and just <laughs> compare. Oh my god. Well, it's on Netflix, so I could actually watch that yeah. tonight or in a little bit. Yeah. I've been wow. working on this animation, though. I'm almost done with it. Yeah, in fact, the one that they did for Adult Party Cartoon, I think, is the best Ren and Snippy cartoon of all time. <laughs> Followed Which... shortly by, by the altruists. <laughs> I, I gotta say that I liked I liked the the one with uh, Stimpy's invention. Yeah, that's my favorite, just because of the timing of the hammer. The thing about all those cartoons, I think they were all done at uh, what's that animation studio in Canada? Um, Carbuncle Cartoons. Whenever John Kay had a cartoon that he knew was going to be a hit, he sent it to Carbuncle, and you could tell on a lot of the old run Stimpy cartoons that uh, like Stimpy's invention and Stimpy's first fart. And uh, <laughs> Ann's best friend. These are all like really well animated. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Sven Hoek was another one that was done at uh, Carbuncle. And yeah, all these cartoons look really good. It's because he he would send all the good ones to Bob Jake's in Canada at Carbuncle Cartoons. They'd come back and they'd look really professional. They'd look like an old like an old theatrical cartoon. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, and that's it, why it, Space it, Madness it, looks so good. That is awesome. That is awesome. So, uh, who? Uh, what are some other people that uh, John K have, has worked with that we could talk? We, we could touch on before we wrap up. You know, um, Vincent Waller, uh, Richard Purcell. Did he ever? Did he? No relation. No relation. Not even spelled the same way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did he ever work with uh, Glenn? Glenn. Glenn Kennedy. Yeah. I don't think so. Because I because I know. If, that if they were in the room together, only one would come out. Actually, Eddie Fitzgerald worked with uh, Glenn Kennedy. Well, I knew that Eddie worked with him because he was on season one of Tiny Toons. Yeah, but they also did uh, a short for the What a Cartoon show. They did uh, one where this this worm was like this peace, love, and happiness guy, and then he would just get royally fucked throughout the entire cartoon. Wow. <laughs> like, he'd... he'd uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but he's on he's on like the doorstep of some guy, and the guy comes out with like cleats on, and he stomps on the 
on the worm and it's just this whole cartoon of uh this worm just painfully getting royally fucked like he gets acid thrown out of him and there there and glenn kennedy worked on a scene in that you can tell which one too because suddenly was, everything's like really uh boing stretchy yeah but yeah that's a glenn kennedy and uh eddie fitzgerald cartoon yeah it's and if i find it i'll put it in the show notes yeah, it's we here at Animation Fictionals are not Glenn Kennedy fans. I'm sorry to say. Well, some of it's okay. I mean, it, it worked okay for a pup named Scooby Doo, but just because that was Glenn Kennedy's project. But did you like a pup named Scooby Doo as a whole? Um, in retrospect, not that much. But <laughs> I didn't like but it. it. At least it wasn't like Tiny Toons, where you had like normal animation, and then you'd have Glenn just come in and completely tongue two three. Yeah, one two three tongue two three, and uh, <laughs> just just completely clash with everything else that's on the show. Yeah, well, one thing is we like zany animation, but Glenn Kennedy, unlike uh, unlike John K, did not understand any sort of modicum of restraint. Yeah, yeah, like uh, when I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, like uh, did I interrupt you? <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Go ahead. <laughs> How many fucking times have I said that today? Uh, um. Whenever I do mouths, I always draw a new mouth. I never draw the same mouth. I'm trying to do the same with like my faces. I'm trying to do a different head or different style in each thing, but it's really hard. But for now, I'm just trying to stay really inconsistent with mouths because when I do mouths, I make them fucking go off the cheek and on the ear and all over the place. And Because I, 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 one thing I really love is lip syncing because I think lip syncing is really fun. If you can do it, like if you're if – you, are okay at it i don't think i'm that great at it but i think i'm okay at it and i like to be able to contort the mouths and make them do different stuff and i love redrawing mouths and stuff uh i don't i just just put that out there i don't know if i could ever just be like copy and paste copy and paste a mouth it, it would just look so weird and awkward yeah i agree it's uh the, the best part about animation is um as one of our guests in the past pablo prino who is an animator said that animation is about mastering timing, mm-hmm. and and it's it doesn't it, it, and the best comedy is also mastering timing. So the best animators are the best comedians by default. Pretty much, you gotta you gotta know what people want to see. Sometimes, like uh, when I make my stuff, there's a lot of dumb inside jokes that nobody gets. But sometimes I just do stuff that people are like, oh, that was stupid and random, so they get it and they're like, oh, that was good. But like, uh, I really like this new show I'm working on. I'm really hoping it'll get out there it's it's gonna definitely be super tongue-in-cheek because we're gonna be dealing with really big issues on stuff like i don't want to say anything but like the first episode is gonna be a joke about the holocaust like the whole joke is about the holocaust it's a whole thing about hitler and the holocaust and it's like super vulgar and but it's not vulgar it's super playful and it's never meant to be taken seriously i never as long as long as you don't have a jerry lewis clown it'll be okay i have no idea what you're talking about neil Uh, oh we're gonna have to explain this again it's there was a cart there was a movie in what the 60s or 70s jerry lewis made where he no i think it was the late 70s anyway he was going to be a a clown who was in a constant who was in the concentration camps, and his job was to keep the children happy while they were being marched into the gas chambers. <laughs> and he's been wanting to release this movie for decades, and the, the person who wrote the book will not let him. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah, and this this gag actually, or this this movie actually found its way into a gag in Animaniacs. It's the it's the one where the clown goes up goes up the uh, up the, the water, water tower, tower and uh, and Wacko keeps Wacko keeps throwing him off and he's singing the song about the about the whippoorwill. Oh, nice and chubby baby. Yeah, yeah. This and, movie really exists. It's called The Day the Clown Cried and uh, and there's actually a more direct reference in another cartoon. It's the one where uh, the 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 Warners are going to one of the one of the sound stages to stop this director from making this movie. And of course it's the Jerry Lewis uh, parody again. And the movie that they're making is called the wretched clown. <laughs> and it's kind of, it's kind of a parallel to the movie studio stopping Jerry Lewis from making the day the clown cried, which <laughs> is a finished movie just never to be released. Everyone yeah. who's ever seen it yeah, has Harry, said that this Harry Shearer saw it. He was like, no, 
No, never release this. <laughs> Harry Sear actually talked about this in length on an episode of Howard Stern. The, the cartoon itself that I'm working on uh, isn't really about the Holocaust. It's more about Hitler. Like, it's never directly uh, referencing something that happens. You just know the reference from the characters that are in it. You, you, you meet like, oh, this goes with that. But it's not about that. There's a lot of tongue-in-cheek in it, and I, it's never meant to be played on the actual, like, oh, no, dude's burning in the oven. It's none of that stupid stuff. It's usually, like, a, it's wordplay. It's a lot of, like, um, witty stuff. You'll see, like, symbolism. You'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. It's, it's just poking fun. So it's sort of like the, the Great Dictator. Maybe. I never saw that either. <laughs> you're full of stuff. I don't know what you're saying half the time. <laughs> The Great Dictator is is Charlie Chaplin's uh, one big talky movie. It's, oh, he plays two roles. He plays the role of a Jewish barber and he plays the role of Adolf Hitler. Oh my god! Oh my god. I haven't even heard of that. It's one of his most famous famous movies because number one, it's a talkie, so he's talking in it. Number two, it uh, basically it's like it's basically the the two of them accidentally switch roles so the the, the meek Jewish barber becomes the, the ruler of, of, of Germany and he and he just basically saves Germany from the war by you know saying saying no we're not gonna do this and it's worth checking out Neil you, you know about the great dictator right I know of it I've never seen it oh yeah Char- Charlie that. Chaplin talking is a foreign concept for me <laughs> whatever so I- is champ. If I ever saw like something of Charlie Chaplin talking, it was usually him being like, oh, no, talking like he's deaf. It was like weird. He'd always like he just make noises, and that's how they make him talk. And I was like, is that really how he talked? Is that what they're making fun of? I never understood it. Well, actually, he is, he, he he does talk normally, and, and sadly, Family Guy made a joke about that. Yeah, I mean, I heard I saw it on Family Guy. I also saw it on something else, and I was like, what the hell? Is this true? <laughs> That's such a cruel joke. Yeah, they made they made, they made him sound like a bobcat. Oh jeez. Which which see the thing is they're they're taking one thing out of context. There was there was another talkie where he was in, and and Charlie Chaplin was purposefully doing a a bad voice. But if you watch The Great Dictator, he doesn't do a voice like that. He talks normally. Really? Yeah. Yeah, wow. it, it, it's 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 just people that think that they can take one joke out of context and all of a sudden make a new joke, and it's not even that funny. It's, yeah, it's, but back to John Kay. Well, I was going to say really quick that it was true that, that uh, Charlie Chaplin did not like doing uh, sound movies. He told Mo Howard that, uh, the, that he had it so much better because, uh, or that the Stooges had it so much better because they basically came out of that. Of, of being in a performance art where they got to talk a lot, so they knew what they were doing, whereas this was like a whole new thing for for, uh, for Charlie Chaplin, and he just never really adapted to it. Because he was always pantomiming. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> you were, you were uh, <laughs> transitioning. Yes, back to John Kay. Uh, <laughs> just overall, before we end the show, what would you say was his biggest contribution to animation as an industry? Um... Reviving the old system of uh, of creator-driven cartoons and uh, cartoons written by the animators, because before that you had you had these executives who would just hire writers to just pound the scripts out on a typewriter, and the animators the animators hated those. Uh, John Kay had stories of guys who would just take the stri- the scripts from He-Man, light them on fire, and th- throw them into the garbage, and then they'd have to like like dig about and like stomp on them to put the fire out uh, apparently this really happened <laughs> yeah and uh and of course you know they, they couldn't show the fire they had to have the fire off camera oh, God. yeah in filmation you can't you can't actually show show the action it has to happen off screen really yeah yeah i've always wanted to get into like a uh, traditional but i don't even know how the hell i'd start because yeah. i'm really bad at drawing on paper well, actually, actually, everything's digital now, so you're already on a good start. Yeah. People still draw, draw, because drawing on tablets is exactly like drawing on paper. It's just you're... yeah, pretty much. I, I, I mean, like, I used to use my old tablet, and I would just hover my hands over Control and Z, which is undo. Now it's like I just draw, and if I make a mistake, I'm like, oh well, because I'm drawing on a monitor, so it doesn't bother me. I can be more like messy and quick. I, I, when I animate, I'm super fucking messy. Like if you saw my skeletons. 
No, they're, they're, it's cool. It's cool. I enjoy it. It's definitely John Cage-esque stuff. And, hey, John, if you're ever listening to this, you know, maybe you should talk to Spaz and hire him. Do it. <laughs> That'd be sweet. <laughs> All right, so wrapping up, uh, this year has been... We have TV, Mr. Neil. And Spaskid. Go ahead, say your name. You there? Spaskid? Did we lose him? Uh, I, I, his mic. Oh, can you, can you hear me? Yes, yeah, we yes. can hear you. What the fuck? I just hit a button that was, that's like impossible to hit unless there's like a tiny <laughs> finger there. But I did. So, yeah, I said Spaskid. Spaskid. And we're saying goodnight. Bye. Bye. And